Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Straight out of Austin, Texas, it's On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com, with your hosts, statesman sports columnists, Cedric Golden and Kirk Bowles. Often imitated, never duplicated. Hear it here first on Second Thought. On Second Thought, episode 272, brought to you by Hook'em.com and our good friends at Bud Light. Cedric Golden here with the Duck, Kirk Bowles. And Duck, it's a big game this Saturday at uh, DKR. The Texas Longhorns almost pulled the upset. And now they have to try and avoid one because the UTSA Roadrunners are rolling in. And it's our pleasure to introduce UTSA head coach Jeff Trailer. Coach, how are you today? I'm great, Sid. Kirk, thanks for having me on. You know, we were just talking about the best chicken fried steak in Austin. I don't know, do you have a go-to chicken fried steak in San Antonio and Gilmer? Uh, in Gilmer, I do for sure. Um it's actually closed down now. You just drive outside of town and get it. It was that uh, good, huh? Well, oh, wow. It was, it was in actually Union Hill, which is a little north of Gilmer. But, yeah, I haven't found that spot in San Antonio, chicken fried steak. And I'll, I'll be honest, as I've gotten older, I'm sure you guys might can helpfully uh, testify with me here. I can't eat many chicken fries like I used to could. I used to could. <laughs> Have four or five a week with some gravy and some <laughs> rolls, and I was good. But now, if I look at it, I think I gained 12 pounds. <laughs> uh, I hear you. Try gaining 100, and then, then, then give me a call, Jeff. Try gaining 100, man. Yeah, I've done that, too. Oh, wow. <laughs> you guys off to a really good start. And um, a heartbreaker in the opener against Houston, lost 37-35. But you come back and get Army, 41-38. Two overtime games to start the season. I guess, are you guys uh, what we would call battle-tested entering this big game against Texas? Uh, well, you know, that is good for you. Uh, it's the old high school coach in me. Uh, you know, you want to always schedule as many great non-district games as you could. When I was first became a head coach, I was trying to pad that second with as many easy games as possible. <laughs> and then we lost some crucial games and crucial moments that it dawned on me that, Coaches included, trainers, everybody, you want to feel that pressure. Media, I mean, you want everybody to feel there's just a different feeling on certain games, right? And I know we're not supposed to say that and coaches to talk to their teams that it shouldn't <laughs> matter, you know, trust the process, and all that good coach talk. But those big ball games where you got to win on the road, uh, you need to go do some of that early in the year. The, the trick nowadays with NIL and transfer portal and everybody can just leave whenever they want to is – how much can you test them uh, and still keep your locker room together? Yeah, that's it's a lot harder to coach now <laughs> than it probably was 20, 30, 40 years ago. You're right. And 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 said, I don't know if you knew that they had like a five hour uh delay, travel delay, you know, going to the army game, and then uh I don't know, and then to, to play the second overtime like that on the road against a disciplined team like Army, I mean, that speaks a lot 
about your team's character. Don't I you? agree. And that's the one thing I can tell you about our kids is in our three seasons together, they've, they've, they've never disappointed me. Uh, there's, there's one game uh, I would say in our three years uh, where I didn't think we represented what we're really proud of is our hashtag 210 triangle toughness culture. And, I, and it's our brand. I mean, and we vote for those single digits and those kids that wear those numbers is very important. I really brag on the, the humility of Frank Harris and Rashad Wisdom. They take those zeros off in the spring. I mean, Rashad wore 39 all spring. Frank wore 11 all spring. Those are our preseason all-conference players, like the players of the year. And when you've got humility like those two young men have that lead our team, that shows you why we, we we're so battle-tested, Kurt. You look you look at that that 210 triangle of toughness culture and and um it was born from your from your days as a as a high school coach you big sandy and jacksonville and then gilmer you built into a perennial powerhouse um those lessons you learned uh, did you work for danny long in jacksonville yes sir and that was the best six years of my life learning from danny uh he he really understands the big picture. He, he was a, he was great at teaching me about sizzle versus steak. Uh, I was all about the steak, you know, just the fundamentals and coaching kids hard. Danny was about the sizzle. He taught me how to get along with media and how to, you know, have some pizzazz to your offense and have a certain look and a style to your offense that people want to come watch. He just taught me, you know, he sold Winnebago's in California yeah. uh, before he became a football coach. So he's got that, used car salesman to him. And I mean that in a complimentary way, not a negative way at all. Charming, he he, he taught me a lot about the sizzle. Uh, Cause I was back then all steak, steak and potatoes guy. You know, Doug, <laughs> Doug and Danny Long is, is an East Texas coaching legend. Um, I mean, he, he brought, he coached some really great teams in one of the best venues in all the state, the tomato bowl, um, it's 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 a tomato bowl of a stadium yeah. and there's a railroad track running by it and it is the coolest atmosphere mm-hmm. and i covered a lot of games at the tomato bowl and uh also dated a girl that lived in the sweet union apartments i know you know where that is Jeff. i dropped hey. off i dropped <laughs> off many players said the old sweet union back in the day <laughs> but man hey, I, was gonna, I was gonna ask you um you mentioned you mentioned frank harris and his name has come up a lot this week uh, in our conversations with Texas coaches and the, the Texas coach, Steve Sarkeesian and his players. Uh, you, mentioned, you mentioned that he set an example in the spring. How important is it when your best player is selling out harder than anyone else? Cause we saw that in 05 with Vince Young and we know how that, how that turned out for Texas. Well, I'm, I'm going to give you a pretty simple formula. It's just very hard to find especially in this day and age, when your very best players are your very best people, you have a real chance to win championships. And when your very best players are just okay people, you're going to have an okay team. And when your very best players are not good people, you're going to have a a not good team, right? And I know that sounds super simplistic, but man, when you are as talented as Frank Harris is, uh, and Rashad Wisdom, you just track back where those kids came from. They both, you know, Frank's from Clemens, coached a great program. Rashad from Converse Judson, a great program. But then you go deeper and look at their parents. 
I mean, they've got some of the greatest moms and dads you'll ever meet in your life. And that's, that's where coaches get way too much blame and way too much credit. You know, it, it's hard. Our job is to assist the mother and the father or whatever family unit they have. It's hard to replace that. Right. And it takes a village. And the more of us that are pulling all in the same direction and saying the same words, you just got a better chance of helping mentoring a young man. And you've got to find those diamonds in the rough, obviously. I was going back through rivals.com and tell me if I'm wrong, Jeff, but you know, I think you had two five, four star players there with Spencer. Uh, is it Spencer Buford? Burford? Off- Burford offensive guard now with the 49ers and you got uh, a DB from Coffeyville. There's the four, Safe. four star. I don't think he's starting yet, but you know, you get a lot of two stars, you know, and uh, then you're going up against a lot of four and five stars against Texas. Well, that's the key in any of this. Uh, it, it's the evaluation piece is very important, right? You've got to be able to spot talent. Right. Then, then the recruiting piece is very important. But here, here's the part that I think is talked about the least, and it's a shame. It's the development part. Mm-hmm. It's still our job to help develop that young man mentally, psychologically, spiritually, physically, emotionally, academically. Where's the player development? And it's concerning to me because I'm still old school as heck. You know, I still think the head coach's role is to help make young men into men, right? Boys to men. I know it's horny and old, but it's what the real thing is. And it's harder today to do that than it ever has been because there's really no – there's no sense of anybody's going to stay around. You're, you're coaching the team for one year, and right. then you're going to band back up together and see what you got next year. Now we were blessed. We we have we have not had that happen here yet, but we've also won a ton of ball games. And somehow it seems like when you win a lot, everybody's happy. <laughs> that helps. And you, know, and, and you have uh, you're a native of Gilmer, and and my mother-in-law taught you at Sabine High School. Uh, rest in peace, friend Seta Shelton. Um, you've stuck your toe. You kept that toe stuck in that East Texas well. Great talent coming out of East Texas. I took a look at your roster. You got Jamal Ligon from Tyler Legacy, Chris Carpenter, your receivers from Jacksonville, uh, offensive liner Caleb Hernandez. You plucked him out of Trinity Valley and Athens Community College. And then, then the one that I love, Corey Mayfield Jr. If you're from Tyler and I am, yeah, Corey Mayfield Jr. Duck went to Forney High School, but his dad, uh, I grew up with his dad, and his dad was a beast at Tyler Lee, played a decade in the NFL. So how important is it for you to keep that toe dipped in Beast, Texas? Now we have Makai Hart, our right tackles from Trinity Valley, who's injured oh, yeah. right now. Place that. that was a huge loss in the Houston game. We have Kavorian Barnes from San Augustine uh, running back as well. Uh, we've got a lot of kids from East Texas committed right now. I can't say their names right; it'd be a violation. But we're 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 really trying to get that. You know, it's there's something about East Texas kids. Uh, football is just so important to those kids, and uh, that's going to matter most, in my opinion, right now. I think the key to this is going to be the next few years is finding kids that still love football. Uh, if you love football, you'll get nil. If you love nil. You might not get football. Uh, so I'm going to really try my best to find guys that love football mm-hmm. and then let the NFL come. 
Well, obviously you're doing it. You you won 12 last year, won the conference, you know, been back-to-back bowl games. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you're a miracle worker or what, Jeff, but uh, I mean, I don't, what are your career ambitions and how do you handle that? And has Nebraska called you yet? Wow. <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've had opportunities to leave each year. Um, I just feel deep in my soul. Uh, I'm grateful for this opportunity. When I was coaching uh, at the University of Texas, I thought this was a gold mine of a job. Um, we had had some success recruiting. We had not a lot of success winning, but I'd kind of made a name for myself as a recruiter, so I thought I might get this job. I didn't get it. They hired Frank Wilson. As I look back, I'm really grateful because I wasn't ready yet. It was good for me to go through some more learning. Uh, and because uh, I just thought I love the city of San Antonio. I always love coming down here, Kirk, as a kid with my parents. And then when I became a parent, I love bringing my kids down here. Mm-hmm. And recruiting is so important. And then I know I found they had a really good university. I think the Alamo Dome is the best place to play in the country. Great. I knew we had to build a facility. I knew we had to get that done. We, we built a $45 million facility. This is as good as anybody's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've got a lot of stuff. Now we got NIL, right? So now we're trying to get collectives together and nonprofits because at least the University of Texas, y'all been doing this for 100 years, right? And uh, what I will really brag about that university is that it was from the top down, I mean, Charlie, we never, we, we didn't cheat. Like we, we would not do that. That university does not want that to happen. That, that university wants to be a university of integrity. And now the NIL, uh, now it's legal, right? It's really going to help uh, schools that have a lot of money. But we don't have a lot of boosters, but we got a lot of people. We're the seventh largest city in the country. So we might not have the boosters that can write the huge checks, but we got a bunch of people that can write a bunch of small checks. And 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 that's just kind of my my nature. Uh being from East Texas, just meeting people and getting to develop a relationship with them and, and hopefully they'll trust us enough to invest in our kids. So has Nebraska called? Uh you know, that's why you got <laughs> Agents to handle all that kind of stuff, Kirk. I just, <laughs> I'm just trying to find a way to not get embarrassed by Coach Sarkeesian right now. It's just so amazing. I mean, said this football program is in its 11th year. Yes, sir. In Texas, like Jeff has said, has played 121 seasons, and now you're going to be on the same football field. I mean, what an opportunity, right? And that's your words there, Kirk. Is exactly what I've sold to my kids since I've been here, and that's why I couldn't leave them. It, you know, we were eight and zero. How was I going to walk in there and tell these kids they're the reason I'm they're the reason I'm anybody ever talks about me is my my kids. Oh, and yeah. Frank and Rashad came to me. They said, Coach, you know, we lost our last coach because we lost too much. Mm. We don't want to lose our new favorite coach because we won too much. Right. And it just gutted me. That it gutted deep. me. Oh, and there's no way I could leave those kids. Oh, and I oh, I don't know, Kirk. I know this. I cried when I left Big Sandy in 1993. <laughs> I cried when I left Jacksonville in 2000. And when I came to work for Charlie, I cried in 2015. Leaving You're Gilbert. Crying. You're I crying. get attached. And I, the older I get, the more I cry, Kirk. <laughs> those tears coming because those are happy tears, apparently. <laughs> crying on the way up that ladder, not on the way down. I tried that too <laughs> with with y'all. <laughs> we remember well, my friend. We remember. Oh, well. I'll tell you a great story. That day we got let go. Believe it or not, you can't make this up. 
It was family picture day. And uh, so the only way you could get worse than getting fired is having to have family picture day with three, you know, teenage children back then. And boy, oh, all day the photographer would be like, smile. And my, one of my kids would be, yeah, dad, yeah, like you got fired or something. I'd be like, <laughs> too soon, man, too soon, too soon. Oh, my family picture day. What a nightmare. Oh, my God. So what, uh, what scares you about the Longhorns? I mean, they almost pulled the shocker of all shockers. Last week, uh, came up one point short. They really won the game. The safe, the, there was a safety, and I think they would have won. But what, what, what concerns you guys going in about Texas? It's not like it was like when you watch the video, it wasn't like luck. If anything, you would say they were unlucky. They, were. They, 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 they won the game physically, in my opinion. Like they won up front. Uh, they looked like they belong athletically their size, their girth, and that's what I'm worried about the most is just can we hold up up front? Uh, their D-line is so improved. They're so fast and just agile and thick, and their O-line, I know they're a little young, but they're just they're the best players in the country. And I think I've said this before I was going to play, y'all. I've always thought Bijan's the best back in the country, and now that I've studied him, I'm not sure Roshan might not be – in there as well. And that's an incredible one-two combination. And I think Coach Sarkeesian does a fantastic job of, of using both those kids. Well, you, you don't want to peak too soon. And I don't know, I'm sure your players are just jacked up and ready to play. Maybe they were ready to play Monday or Tuesday, but you did have that long trip to Army. So uh, health-wise, how would you say you are? I know you've kind of banged up in the old line, aren't you? Yeah, that's, that's really hurt me. You know, and, it, and it, that's been my kiss of death so far since I've been a head coach, my injuries haven't been spread out yet. If they're spread out, you can pretty much handle that. Mm-hmm. When you kid it in the same spot, you know, my first year we lost four quarterbacks and uh, that in four games, the first four. Man. And wow. two, two for the season. Uh, mm-hmm. Then uh, now this year, it's just it's offensive tackle, then another offensive tackle, then another offensive tackle. So now you're in the Houston game, your left guard is playing left tackle. And my right tackle is really good. Mm-hmm. And the sixth snap of the game, Makai didn't touch anybody, and he hurt his right knee. And uh, he'll be out for a significant amount of time. So now we've got a, a walk-on playing right tackle. Now, we are getting one of those offensive tackles back. We hope they can play this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that it's going to matter, uh, blocking 18 and 88. Those guys are freaking pretty athletic out there. Yeah, they are. And um... – uh, the the one thing that we learned last last week, watch you know, covering the the near win over Alabama was why not Texas? And are you are you stressing this to your kids? Why not UTSA? I mean, you guys have been in some really close games. You're 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 one of the hottest teams in the country coming into this season. Why not UTSA this week? Well, I think we had to be careful. Um, I didn't think we played as clean early against Houston as we were capable of. I thought we got too emotional. These kids feel this pressure, right? They, they understand they're, they're an upcoming program. They understand we still have an indoor to get finished. We have a new $45 million facility, but we don't have the indoor done right outside my office. These kids know that. They, they, they know our success last year is why they got to keep their coach for a 10-year contract. They know – the, those kids aren't dumb, but like they, they, they feel such a, the weight of the city 
And that, that's that's dangerous on young men, right? You talk about mental health. They, they've already got enough going on in their lives. They, they need to just go be true to the brand. Let's be men of integrity. Let's have some passion. Let's be mentally and physically tough. Let's be selfless. Let's have perfect effort. Wad it up. Pound the fist. Trust the process. And be the very best we can be that day. And if that means we score more points, yeah, our locker room would be happy. But if we don't score more points, were we true to the brand? And if we were true to the brand, let it go, man. Let it go. You know, last thing I got for you, Jeff, is that this has kind of been the year of the underdog. You know, Texas almost beating uh, three touchdown favorite Alabama. But, you know, the Sun Belt just went crazy last week. Uh, beat beat Notre Dame, beat Nebraska. And you guys are right there. Boy, parody's here. And I know you hate the group of five term, but – I do. The little guys really come up, haven't they? Yeah, it's just I don't think it's good for sports. And I don't think people would even know if we wouldn't say it. I don't right. think anybody would even know if we didn't just keep – we got 10 leagues. I mean, the I, I, this this playoff deal has got me so excited with us going to the AAC. And I'm not saying we're prepared to win the AAC at all. I do, do not – I don't want to sound being arrogant. But just oh. that we had the opportunity – that now I can recruit to that, that I can say, look, you can go to the University of Texas and sit behind all those five stars, or you could come here, get to the National Football League, and start for the 49ers like Spencer Burford, start for the Seahawks like Tariq Woolen, and we can make the playoffs. And I would dare to say it might be easier getting the playoffs coming here than it would be going to another conference where you got to win your conference to get in or be in the top two. So it's just – and who knows? Like y'all said – that ball bounces crazy, right? It doesn't bounce like a basketball or a baseball. That football can bounce some crazy ways some days. And how many times have you and I, we're all fans at heart, right? Yes, sir. And we root for that underdog, and bash a mighty it happens sometimes. Well, you keep it up. You're not going to be underdog hardly ever anymore, Jeff. So you're, well, you're building a monster there. So, uh, and congratulations, man. You've really got it rolling. You're one of our favorites. So, man, anything else you got said? No man, just 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 so so happy to chop it up with uh you know I call you tractor trailer for only reason your last name's trailer. There's nothing tractor about you, but uh it's just always good to catch back up with with people we enjoy talking to. Uh, not not only when they were here, but you know back in the day in East Texas. Jeff, always a pleasure. Looking forward to Saturday seven o'clock. Uh, the Roadrunners coming in here to play the Longhorns. Best of luck to you, my friend, and thanks for joining us today. I hope I don't have to hear that cannon too many times, said Kirk. <laughs> See y'all. God bless. Birds up. All right, All right Yeah. Bye-bye. On second thought. Doug's still chuckling uh, after that great interview with Tractor Trailer. He, who wouldn't want to play for Jeff Trailer? Just a fun and fun and, and has that program on the rise. You're right, and that's the thing. He's a motivator, but he's also a great recruiter. I mean, he was, you know, recruiter of the year one year, you know, recruited for Charlie, was associate head coach at SMU at Arkansas. And you know what's amazing? He's 54 years old, uh, but he kind of looks 42, you know, and he thinks young and acts young. So I don't know, with with them joining the American Athletic Conference and getting the ball rolling like he has, you think maybe he might stay there forever? Maybe, maybe. Good money, good city, yeah. great job, great facilities coming up. Who can exactly. blame? But, you know, co- coaches like challenges. So 
you might build this into a, into a nice uh, conference power and mm-hmm. knows because the phone is obviously going to be ringing. If you oh yeah, like that. obviously, yeah, no, he's going to have chances to go other places. I don't know if Nebraska would call him. One reason why Nebraska might would call him, even though his roots are all in Texas, that's what Nebraska doesn't have anymore. They don't recruit in Texas anymore. But and the other thing it shows, you know, like you said, Big Sandy Jacksonville. Gilmer, he grew up in the high school coaching ranks, not unlike Joey McGuire, who's the you know new uh, head coach at Texas Tech. And uh, I don't know, it's good to see high school coaches you know pay their dues and then it pay off. I love it. I love it. Now his counterpart this weekend, Steve Sarkeesian, is a West Coast guy. Yes, he is. This West Coast guy has a quarterback quandary. Who is he starting, Duck? I mean, I am. I'm really excited to see if it's going to be Hudson Card. We can agree that Quinn Ewers is not going to play in this game, can we? Yeah, we can we agree, agree on that. that. Yes. Uh, Hudson Card, Charles Wright, or even Roshan Johnson, the former quarterback recruit who is known to run a little wildcat on the side. Um, I, why do I feel like Charles Wright's going to start this game? I just kind of do. Do you? I don't. I just think – uh, a couple of reasons is that, and I would play Charles Wright in this game, uh, mm-hmm. whether Hudson Card goes or doesn't go, because you don't know if Quinn Ewer's shoulder is, it could be a season long, could be a chronic thing. In fact, it's his left shoulder is a good thing. It's not his throwing side, but you know, you got to get some depth developed here. And like you said, Hudson Card is dealing with an ankle. You know, he was banged up a lot last year. So I think Hudson Card starts and goes as long as he can go because this is his window, Sid. I mean, he had a chance last year that lasted seven quarters before. It's his chance to show he can play in the, in the NFL. Yeah. Well, not just NFL. I'll you play somewhere you else. Yeah. yeah. Lots on the line for Hudson Card. And like he said, he told us after the Alabama game, I wasn't coming out. You know, this is my chance. This is your legacy. This is where you play the game. So, I think Hudson Card will start, and but I would play Charles Wright. I mean, if he's number three, and and Sark told us Malik Murphy is not healthy, not healthy, so that's not an option. So I would, no matter what, I would get Charles Wright some playing time and some snaps on Saturday night. You're certainly if they if they're winning, you're not going to play him. You're not going to play him. Bring throw him into the fire if they're losing. Well, yeah. that's Hudson's got to get the win. Unless yeah, Hudson's hurt. No, I, yeah. No, that's first and foremost. We both agree on that. But, you know, I mean, if you could minimize Hudson's snaps, if that uncle ankle's in bad shape, play Charles Wright some, use Roshan in the wild card. What was he in the Wildcat? Like maybe two plays against Alabama, maybe? Mm-hmm. I thought it might be more, actually, especially mm-hmm. after Hudson Card was limping around like that. But you know what, Duck? Um, we we talked to, to Sark this week about <laughs> You know, he mentioned the rat poison and and how how things could could unravel um, if if they don't mind their p's and q's. And um, and so um, I think that um, he's got him in the right mental space uh, because we saw App State go into College Station and beat the Aggies. We saw Marshall beat Notre Dame. There were there are upsets falling out of the trees, and to that end, Doug, um, he was asked about that, and he was asked about the uh, challenge 
that UTSA presents? I think everybody saw it. You know, I, I you know, <laughs> the easy thing for us is we got a, a great deal of respect for UTSA. I, I can't speak for the other schools that, that stub their toes in those ball games. You know, uh, you turn on the tape of UTSA, they get your attention quickly um, with their schemes, with their, with their personnel, and the way they play the game. Um, you know, clearly they had a lot of success last season. Um, and then they've had two really hard-fought games here to start the year. Um, you know, gut-wrenching loss to Houston, and then turn around with a with a with a great win versus Army, which is tough to do against the triple option. Uh, so they have our attention. You know, that that didn't take long this morning when we turned the tape on for them. There, you know, they get your attention. We need to be ready to go. Very respectful of the Road Runners, and he knows that tech, his team's kind of banged up, Doug, and and there could be a lull. There could be a lull after that Alabama high. Um, you don't think that they're going to, they could come in here uh, slipping. And even though they lost, don't we agree that this is a trap game? Yeah, and it's and it goes beyond that, I think, said because a lot of times a trap game is you're playing somebody you don't respect that really doesn't have a chance. You know, UTSA is a good team. That's a good program. They won 12 games last year. They've been to bowl games, you know, back-to-back. They beat Army on the road uh, in overtime. Uh, they easily could have beaten Houston, which was a ranked team uh, at the time when they played them in the Alamo Dome. So, you know, th- I mean, I can't believe they wouldn't have respect, but even beyond that said, where Sark has this program, it would just be a major step backward oh if, if they didn't come out and play serious, intense football. I mean, they haven't proven anything yet. They've they've shown that they can play uh, really highly competitive football, but it's all about sustaining it and playing that way every week. And you can't you you can't come in and lose this one after you almost beat Alabama because then you're you're just a one and two team that that took its cool. best shot. You're Charlie beating Oklahoma. How did that work out? Still didn't get to a bowl game. So you're oh. Charlie beating Notre Dame. You don't want to be. Uh, a giant killer one day and then get killed the next. So I, I have a beaten Alabama. Um, our conversations are far different. And I just love what Christian Jones said to me, the, the, the young right tackle. He goes, he goes, we, you know, we competed hard. We played our hearts out, but we lost. Yeah. We get another chance to win a ball game. We got to get back to work. I love, I love that mentality, Doug. The pats on the back should be in the, in the rear view. It's time to try and go beat the road runners. No one cares that you almost beat Alabama. That's for the the voters and all of that. And at the end of the day, you're a one in one football team and you don't want to be under five hundred. No, and they got so much out of that. They got national respect. And you know, you could argue, was Texas been a laughing stock? Well, I don't know about right. a laughing stock, but they've been a punchline for the old Texas is back ever since Sam Ellinger uttered those words. So it's about uh, credibility and you know when I asked Sark about that you know you feel like this changed the perception outside your program he said I don't care you know I think it's baloney because always care about your perception because recruits you know are, are listening to those uh, comments and opinions and analysis analysis from commentators columnists and uh, so perception is everything perception is in reality, in a lot of reality, Doug. If yeah. and if a kid believes it, it doesn't have to be true. No, he's, he's not right. coming. He's You're not right. coming. Oh, so yes. that means something. 
in this business. So you better care what yeah. they do because if you don't, you're not going to get those guys that that can push you to the next level. He's recruiting really well, but let's yeah. not push it. He's got to win. He's yeah. got to win. Or those okay. recruits that he bring that he's bringing in are going to be playing for somebody else. He's, his record, what, six and eight still. I mean, he's, he's got it to prove. And this was one of the first really strong signs uh, that, okay, maybe Sark's a guy. Maybe he's got it. The players are bought in. He's got much better talent. The coaching staff is, you know, cohesive, and their messages are getting through to the players. But that's a week-to-week thing. you got to have staying power. Look at Alabama, look at Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State. They're up there every year. So when you want to be in that crowd, in that company, you don't take weeks off. And I'm so happy for him, Doug, that he's getting that he's starting to get that respect. They they got robbed at the end of that game. But if they they score twice in the red zone instead of once, they win that game. Mm-hmm. He, he, he understands that. But I'm really happy to see Sark excited. Um, he's 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 enthusiastic about his gig the kids are excited for him and we can tell he loves college football he's a real pleasure to be around duck he's just he's a football guy and um just like charlie strong i hope he wins i want sark to succeed no one we don't like writing coaching search stories in college we don't (laughs) we don't we had it good with mac brown for 16 seasons duck so it would be great to see Texas have another successful run of a coach like Steve Sarkeesian because he's obviously um, has the buy-in from his team, but he's got to put those numbers up where they matter, and that's the win column. But what's your expectation? Do you see Texas team coming out strong, covering the point spread, and coming off of the big win? Ooh, boy, that 11-point point spread is tough, and you're fighting, they're, they're battling a senior team. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of with a lot of experience and a playmaking quarterback, duck that eleven points, man. If I'm a gambler, and you know I am, duck. <laughs> hey, what's fourteen? Touch this one with a ten foot pole. I yeah. am afraid of this point spread. I think I could see Texas winning by by six points in this game. Yeah. Uh, if Bijan isn't right, uh, if HUD doesn't get to play, uh, then it's going to be all on that defense. And and we know that mobile quarterbacks have given the horns some mm-hmm. problems. And Frank Harris can do it all. Well, the key is probably that defense. You know, they, they've raised the bar. They've shown what they can do. Pete Kwiatkowski, Gary Patterson's help. You know, they said, okay, now we believe that you can play good defense. They were 100th in the nation a year ago. Now they're 50. They're, they're making strides. And – Defense travels, as we all know. That's something you ought to be able to count on every Saturday. Offense kind of comes and goes, especially when you have injuries. And like we, we talked about the quarterback and offensive line, just so inexperienced, so raw. You know, they held up okay. You know, I mean, uh, I don't know how many sacks did uh, Alabama have. I mean, they, they didn't run the ball well. Bijan hadn't had a 100-yard game yet. Isn't that a shocker? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They didn't run it well, and oh. their, best, their best running back was their quarterback. I mean, yeah. he had a couple of nice uh, 15-yard scramble, 20-yard scramble. Uh, mm-hmm. Not for his legs. They don't win that game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I what know do you, what do you see happening, Doug? Do they cover that 11 points? you think they win by double digits? I would kind of say – I'm kind of looking at like a 10-point win. 
because I do have a lot of faith in uh, this defense. But I also, you know, have a lot of worry about UTSA because, you know, they've been in some big games. They've been in bowl games now. They won 12 games last year. They're used to winning. So they'll have that confidence. They're not going to shrink. I don't think they'll come away intimidated. And the crowd, what's the crowd going to be like? They're not going to be as as wild and raucous as they were against Alabama. So Texas better bring it on its own and and and, feed, and fuel their own energy. They're, they're going to need to have that dog in them, Duck. They're going to have to have that dog in them because I think we had some – I think I heard some dogs in the background. They're going to have to have that dog in them to make this happen. And um, for um, for the Horns to win, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be – um, maybe a largely defensive game. The defense is going to have to be the um, they're going to have to be the bellwether of this team. So that'll do it for episode two seventy two of On Second Thought. Big thanks to Jeff Trailer. What a great conversation. Uh, we'll be back next week with more fun, more sports, more hijinks for the Doug Kirk Bowls. I'm Cedric Golden. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com. Join Seth and Kirk every Thursday at lunch for a new episode. Archived episodes are available on iTunes and Google Android Play. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.